the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to normal. To normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? Doesn't work. I catch if, the I flu. A, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaven. When you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which, by the way, give most people that take them the flu. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new, rushed through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal? Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here. Found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly, 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal sanctions forced organ harvesting business. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender podcast. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Paul Aguilar. We really appreciate you guys stopping in for another episode. If you guys aren't already a subscriber, we really appreciate you guys hit that subscribe button as well as that thumbs up and that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode in the future. Um, if you guys want to catch us on the go, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio. Um, and we'll have all the links, social media down below, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Rumble, Discord locals.com as well um if you guys want to send us a question if you have a comment for myself or our guest guest or topic recommendations you can shoot that out and over to the truth defender 1776 at gmail.com uh back for another episode we're so lucky to have him again joining us for a second time uh, reverend bill bean uh mr bean is a world-renowned exorcist spiritual deliverance minister and is known as the spiritual warrior um, he's also helped hundreds of people in the United States, as well as people all around the world. Um, he's internationally known author, lecturer, and paranormal supernatural expert. Uh, Mr. Bean, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, Paul. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. We, um, we're trying to do this a while back, but we had to reschedule. So I really appreciate your flexibility on that. Um, coming back on. and um, No worries at all. I'm just glad that you and your family are okay. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate all the prayers you sent our way. Um, and you were also wanted to thank you for sending me the book. I know you had a new book that's, that came out on the 14th, I think it was. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for everybody that's 
wanting to go ahead and read that, can they get that on your website or on Yeah, so selling it exclusively on my website, uh, BillJBean.com. The book is called Purge, and uh, it's a blessing, Paul. It really is. Uh, all of my work is God-inspired. I don't claim to be anything, but um, God truly does work through me to do extraordinary things, and I thank him and praise him for it. And um, this book is so important for the times that we are in right now. As you know, so many people are suffering in a variety of ways. And uh, it's a, an all-out assault in mind, body, and spirit. You know, the enemy has been given this short time to uh, reign on the earth and create havoc, and he's doing just that. And just as we were going on the air, I'm looking over at my phone, you know, it never stops. People uh, are sending me prayer requests from all over the world, and so many people are suffering. And um, there are many that are suffering with this COVID garbage. And uh, it's just so sad and unfortunate. We could make a whole show out of my thoughts on what COVID is and who created it and why and what the, uh, the jab is all about. Uh, maybe we'll have to do that the next time I come back. But uh, I felt that God put on my spirit to write something. And, and the original idea was um, before this resurgent, the resurgence of this uh, this uh, attack on the people of America and the world as well. Um, my original plan that I thought God had put on me was to go out all over the country to different churches and places and, and make this presentation, perform spiritual deliverance. I mean, I've done all these things before, but I wanted to do it on a much larger scale. But then the reemergence and the, the resurgence of this garbage, this bioweapon, uh, came back, you know, pretty strongly uh, here in Maryland and in other places. So it has delayed me from being able to go out there in person to people. And look, I don't fear anything, including that. But we have to be wise as well and not tempt God also. So we know this is a very real thing. Uh, it's a created thing. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it was launched against the people of planet Earth for a specific reason, in my opinion. And uh, we're, we're seeing what's taking place now. Um, they're trying, and they, uh, the puppet masters that are uh, in control, and then they send out the president uh, to give these mandates. And uh, so... If they have their way, which I don't believe they'll get their way, no man will be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark. So uh, we could go on and on and on about that, but I, I thought that uh, God was putting it on my spirit to write the book, uh, which covers spiritual warfare, obviously, but uh, depression, grieving, addiction, and a variety of other things. And uh, so it's a very valuable book. And I'm not saying it because it's my book and I'm trying to sell a book. I'm saying it because it's true. And um, the early reviews on the book are fantastic. And it's, I'm overjoyed right. that people feel they're getting fed by what I put in the book. So I'm very thankful to God for that. 
Right. And I was discussing this as well um, with a friend of mine. Um, after getting the book, it, you know, it was definitely, I felt it was definitely what people would need during these times, especially coming off of, you know, the lockdowns last year, um, where people were just kind of stuck at home away from family. They couldn't go out. They couldn't visit anybody. Um, there was a lot of alone time with everybody pretty much all over the world. A lot of people sitting around, around the house by themselves reflecting on you know within thinking about their life thinking about all kinds of things that they had never had never thought about previously yeah um, being alone with your thoughts is a very dangerous thing um, yeah and it's it's um it can definitely open up a lot of doors to uh like external forces for them to come on in and you know sway you to go one way or the other um i think i was reading recently that there the suicide rates among kids like 12 to 17 last summer rose about 22 percent uh 50 percent of that was girls between 12 and 17 as well um just horrible you know it's, it's just some outrageous numbers like that suicide rates were up i mean all over the world i'm sure yeah all of last year and yes um, it's it's definitely it's continuing too paul yeah. Uh, there, you know, I mean, people now, even with lockdowns removed, uh, some are still in a very bad emotional state and, um, some feel hopeless and helpless and very, very sad. And this is why it's an urging for me. Now I feel that God has put on my spirit and look, I've always been this way throughout my career, but now, uh, there's this extra something else that God has put on my spirit. Uh, an extra sense of urgency to try and reach people before it's too late. Yeah, it's definitely, we're kind of, I guess on the tail end of, of that, hopefully, but I mean, you have other States and other places talking about locking back down again, people that have already lost their life's work as far as home businesses and people that used to have restaurants and bars or whatever they had, they put their entire lives into it. And then it was just taken away in the span of a year, um, can only imagine the kind of state of mind that they're in currently. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing the effects of it. Of it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then you have people that are faced with a decision to make uh, when it comes down to this mandate. Uh, do they lose their job, their career, potentially homes, family, uh, you know, or do they reject and say, no, I'm not taking that because I know that if I take that, boy, oh boy, uh, I'm going to be cut off from God. And, and so this is uh, something that adds to the agony and torment of what's going on here. I understand it, uh, but I also understand that we must endure. And so uh, for you out there that may be on the fence with this, I can't tell you what to do, nor do I want to. You have free will. That's why there's a devil in the first place, because of the free will that God gave to us. But I would implore you to get on your knees and pray and ask God for guidance in the matter. I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you what I will do and won't do. And over my dead body, will I take this jab under any circumstance Um, so I would 
really urge you to get on your knees and pray and ask God for guidance in the matter. Yeah, it, it's definitely heart-wrenching when people have to choose whether they're going to provide and put food on the table for their families or they're going to have to go get a shot. That I mean, it's, it's un- terrible, Paul, it's, it's, but <laughs> we knew these days were coming. And since a little boy, I knew that I would be witness to these days. I don't know how I knew it, but I knew it. I've known it all my life, pretty much. And uh, so here we are now. I've been talking about this for the last 25 years, warning people. People thought I was a conspiracy crazy man. And, oh, they didn't pay attention to me and all this kind of stuff. And some of those very same people are saying to me now, wow, you were right. I remember when you said that. Well, I didn't want to be right. It's not about being right. Uh, It's about something that God put all my spirit in my mind, uh, holy discernment in knowing what was coming. And, and in my opinion, we are here now. And I also urge people to stock up because as of November 1st, we in America could be in very big trouble supply-wise because a lot of the truckers, you know, this deadline is supposedly November 1st where companies of 100 employees or more are going to be forced to take this. And a lot of the truck drivers are going to walk off the job. They're not going to take it. They're going to retire or they're going to quit. And that is going to create havoc for the supply chain. So I urge you people, stock up now. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope some kind of thing comes down to where the truckers don't walk off. I don't want to see it. But I'm telling you what I'm hearing. And so as of November 1st, if some type of agreement isn't reached, then a lot of the truck drivers are going to walk off the job and that's going to leave people uh, at the stores. The, the shelves are going to be bare. So you're not going to be able to get things. So please stock up now. Yeah. it's And just imagine how everything was last year when there was no toilet paper on the shelves and people were going yeah. crazy, you know, and that was just toilet paper. I mean, I'm already seeing that again, Paul. <laughs> I, I was just in the store a couple of days ago and I saw I was in a Safeway. And and I saw the shelves bare of like toilet paper and paper towels and then the water cleaning products. So it's all starting again. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I guess, more prevalent in other parts of the country. I mean, you're in it Maryland is. and I'm pretty sure in LA, it's kind of like that, like on the West Coast. Um, yeah. On the East and Coast. There as are well. certain places, Paul, that for whatever reasons, I have my opinions on that as well. And I've, I've, talked about it i and again look i don't know this for sure this so it's speculation on my part but i have a pretty strong feeling that it could be so uh our skies in america and the world for that matter have been regularly sprayed with chemicals since 1996 i remember it very well because i started documenting it when it was happening and um so since 1996 the skies all American around the world have been sprayed with these chemtrails. And in the chemtrails are particles of aluminum oxide and barium and other things. Uh, I wouldn't doubt for a second if there wasn't some sort of mix in there. And again, I can't prove it. But um, this would explain to me how the so-called COVID spread so fast around the globe. 
I wouldn't doubt for a second if it's not being sprayed from the air and it's coming down and, and it's airborne, people are breathing it in. And um, this is how it affected so many people so quickly. I could be wrong, but um, I don't think so. Yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, I had never, I had never um, thought of that as an option. I mean, we've all known about the spraying for a long time. A lot of people are always talk about, oh, they're just chemtrails and they're just from the planes naturally occurring. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what you always hear. Yeah. Here, here in Texas, um, you see the trails like crazy all day long, especially around here where I live, like over Dallas and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and I've been to your area many times and I've seen it for myself. And here in Maryland, same thing every day. Yeah. And it's, I never thought, I mean, I'd always thought about maybe, you know, how it spread, like when it started, how quickly it spread around the world. I never thought of that, you know, yeah. that, that, that they would be using that to spread all over the place. Um, it's definitely an interesting point, definitely something to look into more. Like you said, there's no way of actually proving it without being in the know, but exactly. It's, yeah. It's definitely something to think about. And it's the same thing. Now, if you think further, if that's possible and plausible, then why wouldn't it be possible to have a disinfectant agent that would be sprayed just like that in the skies that would come down on everything and disinfect? Uh, but yet, there's nothing like that, right? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely something. Something's definitely going on. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same camp, and I've been in the same camp as a lot of people who also believe that um, it's definitely not something that was naturally occurring. No. Uh, there's no way that it spread around the world on its own. There was something that was done. It was released somehow. It was created somehow. And you have actual doctors and it's like biologists and all these other like highly specialized doctors that that speak about how there's no way that that virus could have been naturally occurring in no. nature. That it was altered in some way. Um, but somehow doctors on one side of the political spectrum are the only ones that get any kind of airtime and the ones that actually come out and do actual research are the only ones that you never hear from. Um, so and some of them turn up dead. Uh, <laughs> some of them are, you know, obviously discredited. Oh, don't pay attention. To, we don't know what's happened to him. He's having a mental breakdown and all these kinds of things. And, um, uh, Again, this is part of the plan, and God is allowing this. God is allowing this because these things have to unfold. This has all happened before. Nothing's new under the sun. This has all happened before, and God has brought destruction to other places like Sodom and Gomorrah and Nineveh. And so this is the same thing. You, you have a people that rebel against God and pretty much thumb their nose to God. And he gives them every chance to come back. And then when he finally has had enough and sees that they're not coming back, well, then destruction is going to come. And I don't wish destruction on anybody. However, this has happened before, and it is going to happen again. And all I could say, uh, like John the Baptist, it is time to repent. It is time to repent as an individual. It is time to repent as a nation. It is time to repent as people of planet Earth and come back to our glorious God. And then maybe he'll cool his anger and bring peace upon everyone. But if, if that doesn't happen, and if it doesn't happen soon, a great, terrible day is coming, Paul. There's no doubt about it. And boy, oh boy, whew, 
I don't wish it on anybody. Yeah. It, are we, I mean, I spoke to a lot of people that, that have the same feelings as I do, but we're, are we in the last days of, of Rome? You think everything's similar? I mean, it, it seems to be a lot of similarities with what was going on at that time when, when Rome collapsed and things, things like that happened. But I mean, especially a lot of political issues and a lot of yeah. like issues within the culture and then, you know, within the people as well. Um, it's been kind of a guide, I guess, like a blueprint for how, how we're, how we're going right now here in the States. Right, here we are. Yeah. It's... And so I think, you know, again, without God himself did not tell me this. So without God telling me this is pure speculation, but I do believe that we are, I, I think, um, biblically, uh, if America is Babylon, the great, which I wouldn't doubt that for one second, uh, because America is not mentioned in the Bible. And so there's the mention of Babylon, the great has fallen, has fallen. Um, and I do believe that could be America for sure. Uh, if that's the case, then America will fall first and then the other nations. And, and so it's, uh, uh, biblically, it won't be just one destruction event. I think America goes first and then the other nations right behind America. Uh, but make no mistake, the whole world needs to repent because evil has taken over the entire world. And so the only way uh, that the world can be spared, in my opinion, is by uh, the world coming together and repenting to God perhaps that would cool his anger and then he would uh, have forgiveness and healing and reconciliation on the earth. But uh, the way things are going, Paul, I don't see any sign of that. Uh, I'm 55 years old and I look back on things, how they used to be and how they are now. And I just, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it getting any better because I see the people in general drifting further and further away from God and they're becoming more self-absorbed. So it was Jesus who was selfless. He put everybody before himself and it's the devil who is selfish. And these people are under a spirit of rebellion and it is all about them. They think people like me and like you who stand up for the truth and speak the truth are haters, crazy people, uh, wackos, whatever they can think of, you know, in a negative way. And it's very sad and unfortunate because uh, pride goes before the fall. And these people, not everybody, thank God, uh, but let's just say the world uh, in general they are willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly following the direction of the devil. And they're absolutely self-absorbed and you can't reach them. It's a brainwash. And it's very, very sad to see. And uh, I weep for these people that are just so taken over and so misguided. They will follow anyone or anything except for a man that speaks the truth. They don't want anything to do with a person like that because it ruins their good time. 
And uh, again, it's very sad and very unfortunate. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that you you say that once the U.S. falls, everyone else around the world is going to fall. It's it seems to be like I've noticed that the dominoes are falling around us. I mean, you see what's happening in Australia, you see what's happening in yeah. France, you see what's happening in Europe, all these places. They're literally locking everybody down. They can't go anywhere without approval and they're unlocking people in camps. And it's, yeah. always, it's always been the case in China. That's always, it's always happened, but all these other countries around the world, I mean, they're fi- the people there are finally starting to fight back, but like one of the, the biggest country pretty much in the world, as far as like economically military wise and everything here in the U S like we're the biggest sheep, all the people here, the biggest sheeps of all, like, yeah, nobody's standing up to anything. You even have people, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Like, I don't care if people are on the the right or on the left. I don't like to use those terms, no matter where you are politically and no matter what you do and this and that one basic understanding you should have and thing that you should want for America is for the country that you live in to do well, for the people to do well in your country and not be led by the nose into tyranny. Now they're trying to lock people down and they want vaccine passports and people to get mandatory vaccines. Yeah. Um, and like nobody says anything. You have even have a certain group of the, a certain piece of the population here in the States that actually wants it to happen like they root for it to happen they root for people to lose their jobs they root for people to get the vaccine or they guilt trip them into wanting to that's take correct it. and that's correct Paul. we're like in a race to the bottom of the barrel literally and you have these people cheering it on like where does that come from is that it's a brainwash yeah. and and this is uh so look i have to live in this world Mm-hmm. but I'm not of this world. I don't immerse myself in the world. That's why I don't have my own TV series. I've been offered plenty of shows over the years and plenty of opportunities to do big things. I just turned down a Netflix thing and uh, I'm not a fan of Netflix. So I don't want to be a part of Netflix or any other thing that promotes certain things that are in my opinion, wicked. Uh, but anyway, I'll never have that or or a TV show or any of those things because I am not in with the worldly things. And uh, I, again, I have to live in the world, but I'm not of the world. So I'm not a partaker in the worldly things. I try to stay as far out of the world as I possibly can. And I help people from all over the world and will continue to do so, but I do not immerse myself uh, in the worldly things. Am I perfect? No. Do I claim to be? No. Uh, but I try to be the best that I can be. And I try to do the best that I can do in each and every day of my life, because I have to be somebody to somebody every day. I praise God for having me to be awake and to see what this fallen world is all about. And I'll tell you, Paul, I wouldn't trade places with anybody's life on this planet. I'm thankful that God has blessed me and I'm thankful that he's transformed my life from victim to victor. And there's nobody that I'd say, oh, I wish I was him or I'd trade with him or her. No, not one person. I'm very, very thankful that God has blessed me in this way. So I'm always grateful for the things that I have and for the blessings that God has bestowed upon me and continues to bestow upon me. I never 
uh, covet or wish that I had this or wish that I had that. So there's a reason why I don't have my own TV series and I'm explaining it now. I'm non-compliant with, uh, for instance, I've been on TV sets, you know, as you know, I've done plenty of TV shows and I have three more getting ready to come out and I'll go and do these shoots. Um, Two shoots recent, I did via Skype. Thank God didn't have to leave my home, but um, I'm non-compliant. And it's not that I try to be nasty to people. I try to be kind and respectful to everybody, but there's no man that can lead me anywhere There's not one man on this earth that can lead me anywhere. Only God leads me. And so if somebody, if I'm on a set and I have a director, somebody said, oh, can you say this? Or I said, no, I can't. Because A, I wouldn't say it. B, it's not true. And I'm not going to promote something that is not of God, not true, and something that I don't believe in. And I certainly wouldn't say. So that makes me non-compliant. And it's like oil and water. So uh, I've been on some of those shoots and sets that it was so miserable for me, Paul. Uh, it's put a, such a bad feeling in my spirit. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And I had, uh, in the past, I've had directors or producers say to me, oh, can you stay another day or two? And uh, no, I cannot. It's over with. I'm leaving. I'm gone. You know, I can't wait to get away from a situation like that. So many in the world and I've had people say to me, you're crazy turning this down and turning that down. They would do anything to have that situation and to be in that situation. And they would be compliant with whatever these people told them to do. And that is Hollywood and the entertainment industry in general uh, as a whole that you know, most of those people, probably 99.9, would just be like circus uh, performers, that they would jump through hoops and uh, do anything to have their spot and to be where they are. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, and that's a good point. It's I guess that kind of leads to, I guess, spiritual attacks, which was the first chapter in your book um, that we're reading through um you know people that would normally i guess refrain from you know acting that way um but you know once they see that they have a certain amount of money in front of them or they're going to gain some kind of status from it or you know things like that and and they want to be in another person's shoes how much of that is well i'm assuming a lot of that comes from, from the dark side of things um wanting the fame wanting the money maybe they want the drugs or they want yeah the women that come from it how much of that is i mean it's obviously all an attack but the spiritual warfare that goes on behind the scenes i mean even from just last year what is that kind of rise in in people reaching out to you for that reason i mean how much has that actually risen since last year a lot a lot paul and it's indicative of the times that we're in so all life operates on frequency and vibration. So if we are, our frequency and vibration is on high, which that's where it should be because that's where God is. um, Life is good. Life is positive. We're moving forward. Life is not without challenges. Nobody has a perfect life. We all have a set of issues and challenges in life, but when we are making God first, we will be able to meet those issues and challenges and God will never forsake us 
and he'll be there for us when the tough times come. And he makes a way where there isn't a way. He's done it for me so many times that I've lost count. He makes the impossible possible. If we are truly keeping him first and having a real and authentic relationship with him, there's nothing that he won't do for us. Just uh, in the book, I have uh, Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. And it's true. Uh, when we are keeping him first and we're doing our best, he sees that and he has a favor on us and blessing on us for our effort and our commitment to him. But if we go the other way, and this is what's happened in our world and it's currently taking place, it is a spirit of rebellion. It's the devil. He's the original rebel. And so he promotes being a rebel and he promotes selfishness, and that's where we are now. So nine out of 10, I hate to say it, man, maybe eight out of 10, in our world, if offered these things that I discussed a few minutes ago, they'd be all over it. And they'd do anything, anything to be in that limelight, to have that status, to have those monies. That's why you have these shows like American Idol and The Voice and whatever else. America's Got Talent, The Masked Singer, whatever it is. I don't watch any of that garbage. But that's why you have these shows because the underlying theme is what would you do? How far would you go? Would you sell your soul for this fame? That's what it's all about. So it comes down to selfishness from a spirit of rebellion. People don't want to face it. And when you talk like this, you know, it really rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And they just reject it. They don't want it. They reject knowledge. And again, what's the scriptures tell us in those last days that people would be lovers more of themselves and pleasures more than lovers of God. And that's where we are now. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a laughing matter, but it, it just, it makes me, I mean, what what else can you do if it wasn't for you wanting to cry? I mean, you just have to laugh about it. But I mean, the, the depression and then and like the, yeah. the grief that, that, that came out of, you know, once again, I'm going to keep going back to COVID last year. But just imagine, I'll, you know, I, I was just speaking about how many people freaking committed suicide last year, kids and, and such. And they're still doing it, Paul. They're still doing it. I mean, they're... God has worked through me many, many times, and I'm thankful to him. It's not me. You'd never, ever hear me claim credit or glory for anything. It's God working through me, and I praise him for it. But I've dealt with many people throughout my career over the years that were going to commit suicide. Some were going to commit suicide while talking to me, mm-hmm. and um, God worked through me to save them. And this continues. Uh, you know, I get messages still often and then have these sessions with people that are thinking about taking their life. And uh, this is a very, very, this is where I have to literally step out of it in a sense to where I really, I rely on God for everything, but especially in a situation like that, because it's very fragile. If you say one wrong thing, you could push that person to, you know, commit the final act of suicide. So I have to be very careful. I have to completely lock in and allow God to flow through me and give me words to say 
to these people to bring them back from the edge of death. It's, it's sad. I mean, even even prior, I mean, I've never, I haven't spoken to anybody, thank God, um, that was having those kind of thoughts and, and repercussions from, you know, what happened last year. And um, everybody's just trying to get through it as best as they can. I think everybody like halfway through last year was kind of in the same boat, right? Everybody was locked at home. Yeah. And like I said, they didn't know what to do, what was going to happen. Like we were all just kind of hanging out, like, you know, at home, everybody was scared. Um, and it's, it's, it was kind of a weird thing, but I mean, a lot of people turn to drugs and alcohol and I'm pretty sure like, yeah, freaking domestic violence went up you know where absolutely talked about suicide and things like that and violent crimes murders all these things it's mm-hmm. all and and this again is the spirit of rebellion the spirit of lawlessness and then you have those in power who encourage this and i'm convinced now paul uh i think i asked you this before did you have you ever seen that movie they live with roddy piper yeah yeah that's what we're in right now and i think that uh, I, I firmly believe that the devil, God has allowed him to have control of the world for this short time. He has um, a kingdom as well, a counterfeit kingdom. And as part of that kingdom, call them reptilians or whatever you want to call them, they are the underlings of the devil, the puppet masters to the power elite. They're taking order and direction from those entities. I firmly believe it. This is why the world is so chaotic. I think these people have been made a deal that they can't refuse. And so they're living the high life. They're going to live good and they'll continue to flourish, but the world is going to suffer. And that's what we see now uh, until God has finally had enough of this. And then we're going to see some real suffering and boy, those types are going to be obliterated. Um, But in my opinion, that's what's taking place here. It's been going on for a while, but now it's reaching its end, in my opinion. And then God is going to take swift action. Yeah, it, it's. I'm not saying that you know that we we've always been together as as, as Americans. Obviously, there was there's been different times over the over the decades where we've definitely been closer than we've ever been before. Um, 9-11, for instance, was one of like the major moments where we all came together as a nation. Um, and we've had other areas, like uh, other pockets in time as well, that that's happened. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've only been on this earth for 35 years. And in that short amount of time, I've never seen us so divided to where we're no longer Americans, you know, wanting each other to do well. People have just abandoned the sense of community throughout the neighborhoods and everybody's just, you know, like you said, out for themselves. Yeah. This they- is an, it's all by design, Paul. This is all by design. This has been in the making in the works for many, many years. 911 was an orchestrated event that brought in the Patriot Act, which suspended the constitution. And there really, we haven't been operating under the constitution since. And uh, only a select few have a voice and can, air grievances and pretty much say whatever they want. But if you are a Christian conservative, you don't have any voice. You are going to be vilified. You are going to be classified. You're going to be targeted. 
Um, I'm sorry to say that, but that's just the way it is. And uh, you mentioned about the political arena, and that's all theater as well. There's no good guy. There's they're all bad guys. I'm sorry to say, there's not one good guy that really cares about the people because they're sold out. You can't be in these high places unless you're sold out. You just can't, and that goes for. Uh, the religious aspects as well, the people in the high places in the, the religious um, arenas are sold out as well. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, sports, the entertainment world, the devil has the market cornered. I'm not saying this because, uh, you know, I'm being a poison pill or whatever. I'm saying it because it's true. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. And all you have to do is look at the fruit of these people. And it's rotten, the people in the high places. So they, through frequency and vibration, can manipulate the minds of people and make them think that this is a good thing. Like you said, there are those that have received that jab that uh, vilify those of us that have not and will not. Uh, We're the enemy. We're killing these people. That's the narrative. You know, we're killing these people. Uh, It's just madness. But this is the devil's playbook. Order out of chaos, bully tactics, and divide and conquer. That's exactly what is taking place here. And it's going to continue to take place until God has had enough. And here's something that's out of my book. Uh, It's worth reading right now. Uh, 2 Corinthians verse 4, 4, by blinding the minds of men to the true gospel of God, Satan has set himself up as a counterfeit of the creator God. Yahweh is his name, creator of the universe. Uh, As the prince of the power of the air, he broadcasts his evil, rebellious attitudes to all humanity. And except for a few whom God has called out of his deceptions, The whole world lives under his sway. Absolutely the truth. It's important to know that all humans display five different types of electrical patterns or brain waves across the cerebral cortex. Uh, Gamma, which is concentration. Uh, Beta, anxiety, dominant, active, external attention, relaxed. Alpha, very relaxed, passive attention. Theta, deeply relaxed, inward focused, and delta, sleep. So, boy, oh boy, is that ever the truth, and does it ever apply to what we are immersed in in today's world? Uh, there's definitely a whole lot of depression and anxiety going on around right now. Um, yeah. It's definitely been ramped up as of late. You know, we mentioned a lot of people are, don't know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to have to quit their job and starve their family, or they're going to get the shots. And for the most part, I'm sure the majority of those people are going to just end up getting the shot because and what i could say to them again can't tell you what to do nor do i want to because you have free will however if you are truly keeping god first and you have a real and authentic relationship with god and jesus is in your life then trust god he will make a way for you I know it's not easy, believe me, when you're faced with a situation, you have a family to take care of, you have a mortgage, you have car payments, whatever it may be, that's a very, very 
serious, heavy thing to, to be faced with, you know, when thinking, oh boy, I'll lose my job. But I do believe 1 million percent that if you're faced with it and you're on the fence and you don't want to take that, trust in God, he'll help you to find another job. He will lead you to where he wants and needs you to be. Furthermore, he'll reward your faith for standing against it and keeping him first. So always take it to God. You don't have to believe a word that I say, but I do urge you, take it to God. He will never forsake you. Absolutely. Um, we have a question actually from one of our viewers on YouTube. Um, Aaron Spellman wanted me to ask you if you believe that the Taliban taking over Afghanistan was part of a prophecy or was that by accident? Oh, <laughs> no accident, no coincidence, <laughs> all theater. And, and I want you to think about this for a second, Paul, and the people that are watching. If you think for one second that our government, with the level of intelligence, the greatest military on the earth, and we're going to leave behind these weapons for the enemy to use, and, oh, they say they've disabled this and that. Yeah, right. I saw pictures and footage of, of these Taliban going around the tanks and the jeeps wearing uh, U.S. uniforms, all this kind of stuff. You're telling me that that the greatest military with the greatest minds just suddenly said, oh, they can have it. Yeah, it's our, This is all part of a bigger plan. And I wouldn't be surprised that in the future, if there isn't another 911 type of event, that they will say, oh, there's Taliban. They did it, this one, that. This is all theater. They pit people against each other. They create these scenarios in order to keep the world in chaos because that's just the way the devil wants it. So um, there you go. I don't buy for one second that uh, this just all happened by chance and they just suddenly pulled out and all No, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like... I guess we, we kind of needed another, I guess, I mean, maybe not an excuse because this administration has kind of been running roughshod through the, through the constitution and everything else. I mean, <laughs> they, they just kind of do whatever they want, but now they're just not hiding it at all. Now it's just like, oh, well, we'll just do it. And though a lot of people will make us think about it, but then it'll just go away. I mean, exactly. now, because now with all the things that are happening in Afghanistan, we still have Americans that are stuck out there. Um, we have the crisis on the border here in Texas, which is yeah. just down the street from where I am. Um, I was born in El Paso, which is a border town. Like I could, from my front porch, I could see into Mexico, like right over the, over the wall. Yeah. Um, so I know what goes on. I, I've even spoken about how when I was in high school, even we had students that were not American citizens they would cross the bridge into the U S to go to my high school. And when one school was over, they would go back over and they go back home. So, I mean, it's not like it's something new, but um, now they're just, they're just, they know that there's not going to be any kind of repercussion for what they do. It's just out in the open. Now they just do whatever they want. If you have an unruly child and you're the kind of parent that won't correct your child, then guess what? The child's going to do it. Why? Because they can, there's going to be no repercussions, no discipline, facing nothing. So fearing nothing because there's nothing to face. You can do it. Why? Because you can. And so that's what the whole thing is. Uh, it's all by design. I saw a story before we came on about the Haitians that they 
uh, took out from under the bridges there and they commandeered a bus. They took the bus over and uh, created a lot of problems there that it was something else, uh, another disturbance that they created somewhere that they're being taken out. So again, these people do it because they can, they're allowed to. I'm going to tell you this, Paul, I love people. I would do anything for anybody. And I have helped people from all walks of life, even lifestyles that I don't agree with. Um, But if I were the guy in control, if God suddenly put me in control of everything, I'd be the most hated guy on the planet because there would be severe repercussions for behavior that is way out of line. So suddenly, things would be coming back because people would say, uh, boy, if I do this, I'm going to be facing that. It would be the most severe of consequences. So if someone goes out and rapes and kills a woman, well, if I were the guy in control, I'd make sure that they suffered twice as bad as they made that poor, unfortunate person suffer. And then all of a sudden, these scumbags would say, whoa, wait a minute, you know, I better not do that because if I do, this is what I'm facing. Right now, it's a joke. They could do anything and there's no serious repercussions. So what? Life in prison. So what? Place to stay, three meals a day, you don't have to pay rent. Uh, you can earn a little bit of money. You got internet, you got TV, you could get your drugs, anything else. So it's a joke. Um, and until, which I don't think that's ever going to happen, you know, because I believe God is going to intervene in this first but that would be the only way that society could come back as an organized society uh observing law and order and rule of law otherwise you have this and it continues to get worse seemingly by the day i mean i have been to every major city in america many times over in places like dallas one of my favorite cities and in the beginning of my travels, I'd say probably around 2013, Dallas looks like looked like such a beautiful and clean city. And then I went back by 2015, 2016, 2017, 20. I'm like, I can't believe it. Other places, uh, you know, around the country that were really Minneapolis was another beautiful city that was clean and very nice. Not anymore. Uh, you go into these places, and and I live, unfortunately, 30 minutes south from one of the worst cities in America, Baltimore, and uh, you can't take your family down there and, uh, you know, expect to uh, go and, and, and not have a problem. Or I mean, you're, you're really walking into danger when you go to Washington, D.C., another place, Detroit, St. Louis. These are some of the worst places in America. And if you think you're going to go into places like that, now New York City as well, they're back in the same boat. You're not going to go into these kinds of places without putting yourself at great risk. And it's very sad. It's very unfortunate. But it is par for the course, because when you look at these cities and other cities, these are cities that are allowed to operate in lawlessness. And so these people do what they do because they can, because they're allowed to do it. Yeah. And in some cases, especially like in the California, they actually get paid to not commit crimes. Like now they have that, that law where they actually pay people not to shoot each other anymore. Um, yeah. You have shootings, mass shootings in Chicago every weekend where oh. 
10 to 12 people get shot and die. I, and then another Paul, 10 get shot. I was in Chicago in 20. I've been there. I've been to Chicago. I don't know, probably 20 times or better. Um, I was in Chicago. I want to say the year may have been uh, 2016. And uh, it was the South part of Chicago. I was in an apartment. I was helping a family and I came out and, and came out of the building and gunfire started up. And it seemed like right over my head where I don't know where it was coming from. And I didn't look back either. I just swiftly walked to my rented car and I'm hearing it pop, 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 pop. And I got in and I got out of there. Uh, so yes, that is a, a, one of the worst places, LA, uh, you, you get off the plane uh, I'd have to take a shuttle bus over to the rent-a-car facility. And as soon as you get on the shuttle bus, about a five-minute drive, you look and you see the tent cities right there on the streets. San Francisco, same thing. Urine, feces all over the sidewalks. It, it's just, you. it's hard to comprehend that this is actually going on in America. It's all by design. Uh, I talk to a lot of people and, and I say, like, how do you not see that this isn't an accident? Like, this this this, this didn't happen like on its own. Like, you know, we didn't. Just div- I mean, there's there's some things that we could have actually devolved into gradually over time, but in this short amount of time, it hasn't even been a year since since we've changed administrations, and we're we're it's we're like in the worst place we've been since the great depression really yeah it's 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 horrible and it's only going to get worse now just think this is only year one and uh i mean that's hard to fathom isn't it that this is only year one remind me uh and and again how can i say this and i'm not trying to be unkind and i i don't like to put people down but let's just say the cognitive state of the president uh i've never seen anything like it and that too is all by design so who knows within the next year there could be a regime change and then a whole new set of issues and problems and circumstances uh pertaining to that so we'll just have to see this is why i don't have faith in any man there's no man that can lead me anywhere only god so i focus on god god is first in my life i let him guide my life and that's the end of it. So if certain people in places of power said to me, the sky is blue, I'd have to go outside and look and confirm that for myself because I wouldn't take their word for it. Unfortunate. A lot of people would say that and they're just like, yeah, all right, cool. I mean, um, you could tell them that the sky was red and it was raining cats and dogs literally. Yeah. And they would be like, all right, cool. Because they, they heard it on the news and it's just okay. I mean, I've I spoken to some people that, had issues with like medical issues as far as taking vaccines and such, especially taking this vaccine. And I, and I told them if the CDC or, or Fauci or whoever came out and told you that, that your arm shriveling up and falling off because of the vaccine was normal, everybody would just be like, all right, cool. You know, they just said, yeah. it. it's just what's going to happen now. And well, they said it. I saw it right on TV there. Dr. Fauci said that right on TV. That's the mentality. But if you or I are sitting here talking like we are right now, and we say that this is uh, beyond dangerous, I would never, ever, uh, let's forget about the, uh, my thoughts on 
the connection with God being severed. Let's put that aside for a second. Uh, if we just look at it from a medical standpoint, there is no way on this earth that I would put something in my body that I have no idea what that is. I've read plenty, uh, but I, you know, you truly, for the people that haven't read and studied about certain things that are in these vaccines, and they're going to trust the government and these doctors to, uh, to put that kind of garbage into them. I, it's mind boggling to me. Yeah. It's definitely, when you start hearing terms like, when when I we speak to people and then we see other things online where this term started to come up from the, the they're they're not gonna call people that don't want to get the vaccine the unvaccinated. They're gonna start to be called pure bloods because they're not gonna have injections and they're not gonna have all these other chemicals in them. So now they're gonna be referred to as pure bloods, right? So that's wow. When, once that starts to come out, um it's just, it's mind blowing. And it's like, well, it's par for the course. It's part of uh, everything that's going on here. Now, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with this? This is something that uh, supposedly now I've just been made aware of it over the last few weeks. Um, uh, other people have told me that it's been going on for a couple of years. I never heard of it. Uh, street lights, regular oh, the, street the lights. lights. They're yeah. white. They uh, now their LED lights. Well, guess what? Some of them are like black lights, mm-hmm. and this is happening all over America and in different parts of the world. And I have my thoughts on what it might be and why it is. Can't prove it, but is it happening in Dallas? Are you seeing it in your area? Not that I've seen, um, but I do know what you're talking about. Um, supposedly, the vaccine's supposed to emit some kind of light in your arms, and when the lights they go out, turn, I guess they're blue lights or whatever. They'll be right, able to, it's an they'll, identifier. They'll be able to tell that you have like the shot because your arm's going to yep. glow blue or whatever. I haven't seen that here because I don't really travel into Dallas that, all that much. Um, like we do the show out here, but I live 20 minutes north of Dallas in Rockwall, which is a little suburb around I've the lake. There. Yeah, so that's, I love Rockwall. That's where I live. So I just come in to do what we do here, but... I ate at a great Mexican restaurant in Rockwall. Love it. Love it. Love the area. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I kind of stay because we're far enough to where it's a small town. Like you could drive her across freaking downtown in like five minutes. Um, but then we're not too far where we're like in the middle of nowhere. So we're kind of in the yeah. middle. It's it's great. But yeah, I don't really, I'd have to go. Well, actually, I do know for sure that there is a bridge that goes between Dallas and Fort Worth. It's kind of a smaller bridge in the middle of town. Like once you cross through downtown going, um, I guess, Northwest, I guess, into Fort Worth, there's a bridge that goes like five miles straight. And that entire bridge just has blue lights from the, from the start of it all the way down. Um, I don't know if that's by design, but they're just all blue, like all the way down to all the lights well, it'll be interesting if you start seeing more and more of these popping up in your area because they are. Uh, I was recently in, uh, had to go to a little town in Pennsylvania called Altoona, out in the middle of nowhere, and I was coming home late at night and I was seeing them. I was seeing them there, and as I was getting on the interstate to come back to uh, to Maryland, I was seeing them there, and so I've seen them with my own eyes. I know that it's real, and. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that phenomena continues as we progress through all of this. 
Yeah, well, that'd definitely be the main spot. I mean, out there in Maryland, I'm, I'm pretty sure last time I was in D.C. was like 2013, I think it was, when I came out of the military. I was there to visit one of my cousins because he actually works for the Border Patrol. So he was in town working. Um, that was the last time I was there, and it was great. Yeah. I, I, I love the city, obviously. Everything's there and stuff, but we had a, a, a trip planned in 2016 to go back, 2017, I think, uh, we didn't end up going, but now I wouldn't even go. I no, just, Paul. It's, it's not. It's it's not so good. sad. Now, I live 30 minutes south of Baltimore, 35 minutes uh, east. Uh, so so D.C. is 35 minutes to the west from here. And um, I don't go to either one of those places unless I'm going to help clients, people that are in need. That's the only way. I... I um, had a driver take me into uh, Baltimore the last time into the city. And it was in the uh, Southwest part, I think. And um, he had to get his gun. He had to have his gun handy. Cause when I got out of the vehicle, these people were coming out of the alleys and he had a very nice SUV and they're coming out and there's, I mean, he's got his gun at his side. That's how bad it was. And uh, you know, you go into places like that, if you're driving your vehicle, you wonder if your vehicle is going to be on blocks, if it's going to be there at all. And, and if it's not, is it going to be on blocks when you come out? I mean, that's, it's sad to say, but that's how bad it is in some of those areas. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, kind of a shame that we all have to start carrying weapons. I mean, we, I carried weapons around on my person before any of this started. I just, I've just been that, you know, that kind of person. We do that all the time. Um, but now September 1st, they just passed a law here in Texas where we're constitutional carry now. So you don't have to have a license to get a weapon anymore. Um, so, you know, we went out, I got the wife a weapon. Unfortunately, she has to start carrying. I yeah, mean, it's very sad, but it's necessary now. And I'll tell you, look, I don't like weapons. I don't like people to get shot or hurt. I don't want to see anybody hurt. But, uh, you know, in this world that we live in, and if you research the numbers, the places that are the, the armed places and the most armed places have the lowest crime rate numbers. And uh, so these criminals, they look for opportunity. They look for the weak. They look for situations that will be advantageous to them. And if they know that they're in an area or there's a group of people that are armed, they're going to be less likely to try any of that garbage uh, because it would be a very unfavorable situation for them if someone could get to their firearm. Yeah, I definitely say an armed society is a polite society. It's definitely true. Um, We just don't have that kind of issue out here, thank God. But for the bigger cities where you would expect this to not be an issue where they regulate guns as much as they can, gun-free zones and all kinds of things are the the areas that have the most crime because the criminals know that the regular person walking down the street is not going to have a weapon on them, you know, so. Yeah. So they're easy marks. It's an easy <laughs> target. And it, it's very sad. It truly is. Uh, all I could say, Paul, God bless Texas. And uh, I, if it wasn't so hot and humid, my wife and I would probably move to Texas. Uh, I have, Texas has always been Dallas, especially has always been one of my favorite places to go to. And uh, like I said, I've been to Rockwall and I loved it there. So uh, good for you that, that you live in a really good place. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess as we wind our time down here together, amazing. Um, I guess maybe a battle plan for people that are going through, you know, all the things that you write about in your book, grief at this point, depression, a lot of people don't know what's going to happen next, what's going to come in the next few months, let alone the next week or so. Um, but maybe if you can kind of help them put together a plan to, you know, to help keep themselves sane, how to fight back when they're having crazy thoughts and just ways that they can fight back. Obviously the devil's running rampant right now, looking for anyone who they can devour. And, and a, a lot of people just, I mean, I guess even if you're not religious, I mean, just some kind of plan for people that, that you know, they can help fight back and I guess maybe center themselves and not fall prey to, you know, addictions and things like that. It's all right here. It's all here. I have, um, I can make you armed and dangerous against the devil through this book right here. And and this is not me again. This is what God put on me to put in here. I say that purge is food for the spirit. It's true. It will strengthen you in mind, body, and spirit. So if you are truly seeking answers and you're really, really sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're, if you're like Paul's mentioning here, you know, the, we're in overwhelming perilous times. And, you know, if you're in such, such a situation, please visit my site, billjbean.com, get a copy of this book. And I will say this, this is how strongly I feel about the book. If you cannot afford, the book is $20. If you cannot afford the book, then send me an email and I will attach a free PDF copy for you because I feel that strongly about it, that you need to read this book, take it in. There are very powerful prayers in here that could be and should be a way of life to you and for you. And so this will help you to be strong in mind, body, and spirit on a daily basis. If you say these prayers that are in this book, you can invoke the, uh, invoke the power of God over your life in each and every day. Your life won't become perfect. I can assure you of that. However, your life will become significantly better and you will be able to combat the torments and pesterings of the devil and from the devil by invoking the power of God over it and over him. So that's my best advice, Paul. Absolutely. It's definitely, I definitely appreciate you sending me that book as well. I actually want to get the actual hard copy. So I'm going to be ordering one as well. Oh, Um, thank you, brother. I'll certainly send, I'll send you a couple and give the other one to whoever you feel led to give to. Uh, But I truly appreciate being on with you. I look forward to coming on with you again. Can't believe how fast the hour went. I knew it was yeah. going to go quick, but I didn't think it was going to go that quick. Yeah. Um, and the next time I come back, maybe we'll dig into, uh, I'm sure we'll have more of this type of content to talk about, but also uh, maybe we can discuss some of the Mandela effect, mm-hmm. how that's affecting the world and scripture as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely be holding on by the seat of our pants. So hopefully things don't get too crazy by the, you know, by the time we, we actually come back on again with each other. Um, but I mean, it's always it's always a pleasure. We always have a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in, in the world right now. So we definitely don't have a, any kind of lack of content. But um, Never. 
No, yeah. So everybody, um, I've already read through the book as well. Um, it's a great book. I highly encourage everybody to reach out and get one, billjbean.com, where you can get your book. Um, I'll have all the links listed down below as well. Um, once we scrub this episode from right here and I edit the actual video that's going to go up for everybody, um, social media as well, Facebook and the website. Um, so everybody make sure you guys grab your books. Uh, Reverend Bean, I really appreciate your time, sir. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, we will speak to you again soon, hopefully. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to the next time, Paul. God bless you and your family and God bless all of you out there. And if you're in need, and you feel like, uh, you know, you're really in dire straits and, and, and you need a session with me, then again, just like Paul said, billjbean.com, you can email me directly from the site and we'll get you help uh, ASAP. I'm always busy, but never too busy to help somebody. That's what God has called me to do. So please don't hesitate. So Paul, thank you very much again, brother, and look forward to the next time. Absolutely, sir. I appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Um, for everybody else, I really appreciate you guys stopping in. Everybody that caught us live on YouTube right now. Um, if you guys aren't already a subscriber and you're watching, go ahead and click that subscribe button for us as well as that like button and the bell icon so you won't miss an episode in the future. Uh, if you guys want to catch us on the go, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio. Um, and also we'll have all the links for the social media down below. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord. We even have a Rumbles uh rumble and discord uh there's that discord already yeah so locals.com as well as the other one um and if you guys have any questions for myself uh or comments or anything like that especially guests topic recommendations or if you guys just have like, any kind of topic you guys want to speak about you want to reach out to me and ask a question or anything like that you can send me an email at the truth defender 1776 at gmail.com I really appreciate you guys' time. Everybody stay safe out there. Stay blessed. And most of all, stay frosty.